are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Houston Texans and Baltimore Ravens face off in week one of the 2023 season. Welcome into the first crossover Thursday of 2023. I am Kevin Ostriker, the host of Locked On Ravens here with me. Cody Davis, one of the hosts over at Locked On Texans. We appreciate you making both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Texans your first listen each and every day. We're free and available all podcasting platforms. That includes over in video form on YouTube and today's episode of Locked On Ravens and Locked On Texans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go check out Prize Picks. Is they have everything over there for you. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash NFL and use code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Cody, I'm excited. We finally have football. <laughs> it's felt like a very long offseason, maybe more so to me because of the crazy Lamar Jackson saga that Ravens fans and myself had to deal with. But hey, you know, mm-hmm. the Texans go out there. They have a crazy draft getting CJ Stroud and Will Anderson back to back, which <laughs> should pay dividends in the future. Now we don't know what that pick's going to be they gave up. But long yeah. story short, the NFL's back and, and I couldn't be more happy for it. Yeah, you know, all of us down here in the city of Houston, let's just say we started out being a little bit happy. Then all of a sudden, we lost just about everybody on our offensive line and we have a rookie quarterback starting on Sunday. So if you don't mind, if we could just jump right into it, the biggest storyline for the Houston Texans, you might think it's the official debut of CJ Stroud. However, it's whether or not the Texans can overcome injuries, and that's on both sides of the ball. Um, as I mentioned, the offensive line throughout training camp, the Houston Texans lost Kenyon Green, their starting left guard, Scott Quisenberry, their starting center, Juice Scrubs, their rookie that they just drafted, who was the backup center, and of course, most importantly, Titus Howard, your right tackle that you literally just signed to an extension. At the start of training camp and the Texans, man, you know, first and foremost, shout out to general manager Nick Asirio and head coach D'Amico Ryans. Both of those guys, they have been, you know, scrambling, trying to make sure that they beef up this depleted offensive line as much as possible. However, you already know one of the most important things in terms of a solid offensive line is making sure everybody is on the same page. There's chemistry involved in everything else. And over like the last seven to 10 days, they have added like two new offensive linemen. And one of them, Kendrick Green, apparently he's like the laughing stock of the NFL. So nobody really knows what this offensive line is going to be. There's injury in the wide receiving core. As of right now, we have not seen John Mechie practice. Injury report came out today, and apparently he's dealing with a hamstring injury. Then when you take a look at the secondary, which is by far the Houston Texans' biggest and best position group out of the whole entire team, um, they're going to they're, – they're entering the season a little bit banged up with Jimmy Ward. I believe he missed Wednesday's practice, and if he isn't going, then you're looking at the fact that the Texans will start the season with MJ Stewart. That, that is not ideal going up against, in my opinion, a top three quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Let me just go ahead and say that now. 
Yeah, hey, Ravens fans will be happy to hear that one. You're gaining a lot of fans over there in Houston, Cody. But I think the Texans' biggest storyline, when you talk about that from a Ravens perspective with the offensive line being very much so injured for Houston, Baltimore's pass rush is a question mark for them this season. Adafi Owe is their number one pass rusher, essentially Justin Houston now in Carolina. David Ajabo, who was a pick out of Michigan last year, missed almost all last year with the Achilles injury he suffered at this pro day. He has to come in, too. And then also they recently signed former Houston Texan number one overall pick, Jadavian Clowney. So mm, we'll, oh my we'll God. See, see what his role is. But we don't really know what how he's going to be utilized yet. But for the Ravens' biggest story, I think it probably has to be the offense with Todd Munkin. It is the first time we're going to see Lamar Jackson in this Todd Munkin offense. And with that, I think we'll come a lot more throwing. And with the receivers, the Ravens have added Odo Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers. Obviously, for Baltimore, you also have Rashad Bateman still there, Mark Andrews. The thing with Greg Roman and that offense, Cody, was the fact that things didn't really seem completely right, where he wasn't utilizing Lamar to his full skill set. Plus, they were running the ball essentially too much. And wide receivers pretty much didn't want to play there because they knew the pass offense ran through the tight ends and the running backs. I think Todd Munkin will open up things and have it be a much more free-flowing offense. And the Ravens in week one, just to add like a mini storyline to this whole thing, they've been pretty much unstoppable in the Lamar Jackson era. They've blown teams out. They've put up almost 60 burgers on teams. They lost an overtime in uh, what was it, 2021 to the Raiders. But the week one Ravens, they have a reputation of just being a team that comes out and hits you hard in the mouth. So I think for this team, they're going to be really excited. Lamar said he's excited to be out there. You know, hasn't played since that no November, December turn. So to see what this Ravens offense is under Todd Munkin. We saw it in the preseason, but the Ravens didn't play any of their guys. Lamar didn't play. Odell didn't play. None of those guys played. Mm -hmm. So I don't think Todd Munkin's going to show everything in his vault in week one. I think we'll probably have some stuff tucked away for later in the season. But we just don't know what it's going to look like. And I think that's where the excitement comes in for Ravens fans in this matchup. Mm. And I know for us, and I'm pretty sure you could attest it as well, because like you mentioned, it's been a long time since we um, seen Lamar Jackson. I think there's going to be a lot of eyes surrounding both quarterbacks um, down here in the city of Houston. Of course, CJ Stroud, this is his first official game. And, you know, he had his moments where he looked really good in the preseason and throughout training camp. And then at the same time, he had his moments where it's like, OK, this is still a young um, rookie quarterback who is still learning and it's going to take some time for him to really become the quote-unquote franchise changing quarterbacks that we the quarterback that we all think that he can be here in the city of Houston but um CJ even talked about it today I had an opportunity to ask him you know what's his readiness is like and he said you know as of right now he really don't know because he's just so focused on making sure that he you know do everything possible to make sure he is ready this isn't preseason where you know D'Amico just going to trot you out there for a couple series and then you're going to go sit down no barring injuries please for the love of God, knock on wood, but barring any type of in, in injuries, you know, this is going to be the very first opportunity that we're going to see CJ Stroud play all four quarters at the highest level. Right. And I think another storyline for Baltimore is not only the week one Ravens, but historically, not every single time, but historically the Ravens defense has had success against rookie quarterbacks. And part mm. of that has to do with the fact that the Ravens are just a very confusing defense to get ready and to play. Now, part of that had to do with Don Martindale. He's obviously not the defensive coordinator anymore, but what he would do is 
the staple Don Martindale blitz was he would send eight or nine guys to the line. He would either send everybody or only rush three. And as a rookie quarterback, sometimes with these disguised blitzes and disguised looks, that could be tough. And Mike McDonald comes in, and while he's not Don Martindale, he still utilizes players. And the Ravens still do corner blitzes off the edge, like slot blitzes. They do safety blitzes. They're going to have a couple of really solid playmakers in there. Roquan Smith, Marcus Williams. Now, it doesn't seem like Marlon Humphrey is going to play in this one. The injury report came out for Wednesday, and he recently had surgery, and it was expected he was going to miss the first couple of games, did not practice on Wednesday. But other than that, Mark Andrews returned to practice on Wednesday. Ronnie Stanley was limited with – it's more so load management for Ronnie Stanley with that ankle injury he suffered – Seems like forever ago. In fact, it was forever ago, but it almost took away his career. So they're just being careful. But other than that, I know, Cody, Houston's been going through with injuries, but the Ravens, surprisingly, after the past two seasons, so far, so good. I mean, the corner room has been a little banged up throughout training camp with Humphrey and a couple other guys. But that's another storyline in itself, because the one injury the Ravens couldn't afford, in my opinion, outside of Lamar was the corner situation with Marlon Humphrey. Because Humphrey is a top five guy, in my opinion, and right, even better than that. Outside of Marlon, though, it's Rocky Asin, who is essentially now the number one corner until Humphrey comes back. They recently signed Ronald Darby. They also have younger guys like Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, who was on IR, so he's also not going to be suited up in this one. They cut their fifth-round pick in Caillou Kelly, who was scooped up by Seattle. They have a couple other guys they like here and there, but it's going to be key for them to hit their stride in this game to one first of all, win this one, but also in future weeks before Marlon can come back, these guys have to step up in a big way. So the secondary safety-wise with Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton, you have two guys. Marcus Williams is a center fielder. You know, you can't make a mistake throwing against him. So I'm sure Mike McDonald will be trying to kind of sneak Marcus Williams into certain passing lanes and kind of capitalize on the inexperience of CJ Stroud, I'd say. But – I think it's going to be interesting to see how Stroud performs against the Ravens defense. And I expect personally to be aggressive right out of the gate. But coming up in the second part of the show here, we'll be diving in to some biggest matchups, talking about who Cody thinks is key to win this game, who I think is key as well. So be sure to stay tuned, playing to talk about on both Locked on Ravens and Locked on Texans crossover Thursday edition. But first, this episode is brought to you by prize picks and for prize picks again they have everything you need it's the most fun personally i've had putting up to 25 times my money this football season all you have to do is select two or more players pick more or less than the projected stats and place your entry prize picks also super simple to play you can make your picks and submit your entries in less than 60 seconds as well and it is really really fun because you can pick from guys like lamar jackson or odell beckham and it's really easy to win as well. You got to make the right picks in order to do that too. It's really fun though. And it's really simple with the experience playing on prize picks, go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100 daily fantasy sports made easy. We're back here. It's our second segment of both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Texans. Kevin Ostriker, Locked On Ravens, still here with Cody Davis of Locked On Texans. And Cody, I'm going to throw this one over to you first. Biggest mm. matchups that you have. I know we kind of got into a couple of the storylines with some matchups sprinkled in. But when you look at whether for the Ravens or for the Texans, who are the biggest key players and key matchups, where do you kind of go first? Um. Well, first, I, I got to ask this question. Who 
Entering week one, who do you think might be your the Ravens' number one wide receiver? Oh, that's actually a t- it's a tougher question than some people think it is. But uh-huh. I, I go I go with veteran experience in Odell. Okay, Pe- people argue Rashad Bateman, but I, I'll give it to the veteran in Odell. Okay, cool. So so based off of what you just told me, my number one matchup is Derek Stingley Jr. versus Odell Beckham. And I say that because, look, Derek Stingley, last year we gave him somewhat of a pass. This year, you're playing in a, in a defensive scheme that is tailored to your skill set. This year, we you you have already been talking about it. Everybody's been talking about it. The the somewhat rivalry between you and Amal Sauce Gardner. Everybody's saying that the Texans made a mistake picking you over Amal Sauce Gardner. And not only that, everybody is hailing you as this team's number one cornerback. With everything that's that I just said, that is why I'm looking at this as the number one matchup because I'm going to this game thinking, okay. Lamar Jackson, as I mentioned, top three quarterback in my opinion in the league. He got a he he got a new partner in crime. I'm pretty sure he is dying to get an early connection with, and that's Odell Beckham Jr. Now, Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong. Last time we saw Odell Beckham Jr., it seemed like he was definitely on the trajectory of winning Super Bowl MVP. Correct? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And once again, you know, I understand that he has been going through a lot of injuries over the last couple of years, but I always say this, when Odell Beckham is healthy, he can be one of the most dangerous wide receivers in the game. And I think, you know, given the fact that he missed all of last year, given the fact that, you know, a lot of people rolled him off, given the fact that he's playing with a former MVP himself in Lamar Jackson, I just know that there's going to be a lot of hype surrounding Odell Beckham and it's like okay Derek Stingley Jr. this is your chance your very first chance to step up and show everybody not only why the Houston Texans drafted you over a mile sauce Gardner but just 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 simply due to the fact that so many people like myself consider you to be one of the top five most important players on that defensive side of the ball that we really think is going to be really special for the 2023 season. Yeah, and I think the excitement in Baltimore is now you have receivers that can go up <laughs> against those top flight corners in the NFL, and not yep. just one, but multiple. So I, whoever Derek Stanley goes up against, if it is Odell, it is Odell. Mm-hmm. But I'm really because I like both those guys coming out in Derek Stingley and uh, Sauce Gardner. There was yeah, no shot the Ravens, too. no shot the Ravens <laughs> got to any of them. But in, in Houston, there they they have a special player. But I will say, Cody, my biggest matchup is C.J. Stroud versus Roquan Smith. And I mean that mm-hmm. in the chess game type of way. Mm. Because I think, again, as, as we talked a bit about in the first part of the show, the Ravens have historically had success against rookie quarterbacks, and the week one Ravens are, have been historically good over the past five, six seasons. With C.J. Stroud and Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith is a very smart football player. I think C.J. Stroud is too, but obviously one has much more NFL experience over the other at this point. So mm. going up against the Ravens defense, I think that's projected to be a very good and consistent unit with star power, young players, it's tough for any quarterback, but especially rookies. And I'm not trying to count out CJ Stroud before the game starts. I've, I've <laughs> never want to do that because we see crazy things happen. I'm sure that, you know, a lot of people have the Ravens winning this game, but you've seen the Ravens drop games like this before where a team is hungry, they come out and they win. And I'm sure CJ Stroud will be hungry to prove doubters wrong in his first NFL start. The, the Jitters will probably be there, but we'll mm-hmm. see what happens with him. For Roquan and CJ Stroud, it's about Roquan Smith lining up his defense. CJ Stroud lining up his offense and kind of mm-hmm. figuring things out, 
on the fly as they go. Sometimes it's really easy for rookie quarterbacks to do that. Sometimes it's tough. You know, we don't really know where C.J. Stroud falls on that spectrum right now because we haven't seen a real live regular season game from him. But I think chess match wise, I, I always love like the chess match, like the little movements and positions guys put their <laughs> teammates in to win games. I think C.J. Stroud is a leader and he's going to get his guys in position. But how long is it going to take him to get that NFL experience where he feels comfortable enough doing X, Y, and Z? I, I'm not necessarily totally sure yet, but that's why that matchup in particular intrigues me. Hmm. Now, we already talked about the matchup, so Kevin, I'm going to throw this one to you first. Who do you think is going to be the most important player for the Ravens when we enter week one? Man, well, I guess the the obvious one is Lamar, but I, I don't want to go down because I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. The, no, no, don't, don't give don't give us an easy one. <laughs> right. I feel like for me though, there are a couple. I'll get I'll give one offense, one defense, and just very briefly do it. Honestly, for me, I think the most important offensive player in terms of pure potential is a Flowers because mm-hmm. we don't really know we know the talent level. We don't really know with Odell there, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, the running game. What's A Flowers in a snap count going to look like early on in the season? I think by the end of the year, we're going to see a lot from them. And I think the snap counts will go up and up and up. But the Ravens also signed Nelson Aguilar. And sometimes they tend to favor the veteran signings early over rookies. Now, Zay Flowers is a little different. Like he is just that good and has been that good early on in training mm-hmm. camp. Now, again, I haven't seen him play an NFL snap, much like CJ Stroud. So mm-hmm. we got to figure out where the rookies fall. But to me, I think. If Flowers can come in and be this nightmare to cover one-on-one, you got to focus on them. But then that takes focus away from Andrews and Beckham and Bateman. So that's a key to me. Then defensively, I think Kyle Hamilton. Ravens took him at 14 overall. They could not go up and get Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley. So they, they go with Kyle Hamilton, which was a great pick in my opinion. He, he was mocked sometimes top five, top 10 in that draft. But to me, Hamilton is a player that's going to have a different role this season. They traded Chuck Clark. The Ravens did to the Jets. And essentially they pegged Hamilton as Clark's replacement. So he was moving around a lot last year, Cody. He was playing big nickel. Like he was playing in the slot for them because they really did not have another option. (laughs) But at this point, you're kind of moving Hamilton back into a more pure safety role with still versatility. But Mm -hmm. I think that it's going to be really big for the Ravens to get production out of Kyle Hamilton. But I'll pose the same question to you, Cody, (laughs) entering this season. And don't give an easy one. Who who, who are the biggest – X factors and key players of the Texans here? Uh, I'm going to give two, and they are both are on the offensive line, and that's George Fant and Josh Jones. Um, you know, as I mentioned in the first segment, you know, the Texans came into training camp. They came into this season with a lot of expectations surrounding the offensive line, um, but injuries has literally depleted the, the, the O-line. However, I, I say those two guys because, first and foremost, when you take a look at George Fant, he had had his moments where it's like, okay, I think George could be a really good contingency plan, give Titus Howell a lot more time to, you know, rest that hand because the one thing, and I always say this, I don't care if I'm covering a, a championship contending team, which being around the Texans and Rockets haven't had that experience yet, or a rebuilding team. Anytime a player is coming off an injury, I don't want to see them rush back. So I say all that just to say, you know, with George Fan, there's been moments where I'm like, okay, Give Titus Howell as much time as possible because he is your second best offensive lineman and you literally just tied a lot of money and I think, what, three additional years to him. So you want to make sure you get the, 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 the best value for your buck. 
However, there's been moments where I'm looking at George Fan. I'm like, all right, Titus, you know, let, let's let's hurry up. Just take a just take a, a painkiller or something. Hurry up, get back on the field because this isn't working out too well. But you know, if George Fan can hold his own and help this offensive line, I, that's why I say he's a he's one of the most important players. But the most important on that offensive line is definitely um, Josh Jones. That's a guy that the Houston Texans literally just traded for about a week or so ago from the Arizona Cardinals. And look, I'm conflicted about how I feel about him because as of right now, we are projecting him to be your starting left guard. And the thing about it is when you look at the film, when you look at the numbers, when you go back and you take a look at what was his best season, his best season was playing on the right side of the offensive line. Matter of fact, playing right tackle. And if he wasn't playing right tackle, he was playing left tackle. Well, George Fan is already the replacement for Titus Howard. And you definitely know he isn't going to take up. He isn't going to replace Laramie Tunsil. So it's like, okay, if you – put him at left guard that is where a majority of the concerns that we saw coming out of Arizona is definitely going to be so I look at it from a standpoint if he can you know fix whatever he needs to fix as your quote-unquote potential left guard not just for this game but throughout the season then it's like okay I kind of feel better about this offensive line because as I mentioned you are not only trying to keep the pocket clean for CJ Stroud, but at the same time, you got to make sure that you try to try to create enough gaps and enough holes as possible because you know without a shadow of a doubt, the Houston Texans are definitely going to try to run the football. Yeah, and you don't want a rookie quarterback to get jittery in the pocket because he oh, thinks boy. pressure is coming every single play. That can honestly mm-hmm. stunt development, and we've seen that across the board. You know, even I think Lamar Jackson got a bit antsy a couple years in his career because the offensive line play was not up to where it was. And his offensive line actually got him injured on a couple of plays. So Mm -hmm. to me, it's, it is really important for the Texans to have that offensive line, especially for a young developing quarterback in CJ Stroud to give him time to process in that pocket. And we'll see, hopefully the guys can come back, but for now (laughs) you gotta, gotta work with what you have. And and so a couple of those guys are going to be really important for this matchup, but coming up in the final part of the show, we'll be diving in to final score predictions and so much more on this crossover Thursday edition of locked on Ravens and locked on Texans. But first this episode of both locked on Ravens and locked on Texans is brought to you by LinkedIn jobs. And these days having a potential hire can feel like a high stage way for a small business. You want to be hundred percent certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's what we have to check out LinkedIn jobs, LinkedIn jobs to find the right people for your team faster and for free. And for me personally, I, I've had a bunch of great experiences over on LinkedIn, whether it's you know looking for jobs or even just recommending jobs to some of the people that I know. And it's really important to start the year off strong. The right team member could really help you do that. And it's also super easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. All you have to do is add your job in the pro hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. There are simple tools you can use, like screening questions that we can use to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who would like to interview and who would like to hire. As why small business the right leading jobs number one delivering quality hires for sitting competitors. LinkedIn Jobs is to find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Both your job for free at links.com slash lockdown NFL. We're back. Our final segment of Locked On Ravens and Locked On Texans. Kevin Allstriker, Locked On Ravens, still rocking out here with Cody Davis of Locked On Texans. And my big thing here, Cody, is look, football's back. Right? It's, <laughs> it's super exciting. It's been such a long season. We're finally, finally just days away from it. I know that both teams have really 
different and unique storylines, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I think it's going to be maybe a better game than some people anticipate. Now, it could go pretty left for the Texans in a hurry if they let Lamar get out to a lead, just, ba- just based off of the week one Ravens and, and their success with rookie quarterbacks. But I want to ask you first, what do you think has to go right for the Texans in order to pull off an upset and win this game? Man, what has to go right? Um, I'm, I'm going to just have to go back to two things that I say. One, first and foremost, can you overcome the injuries? Um, Not only, you know, most importantly on the defensive side of the ball, because I talked about the O-line a lot, but on the defensive side of the ball, you know, going into week one, you take a look at the linebacking core. A lot of people believe that the second year of – Christian Harris is going to be very important for not only for his development development, but a lot of people are looking at him as the next great linebacker for the Texans in 2023. However, injuries, once again, he was limited in practice on Wednesday, Monday, he didn't even practice. So it's like, okay, if he is available to go out there on the field, what version of Christian Harris are going to get? Is he going to be hampered by the nagging injuries that he is dealing with as of right now? And if he's not out there on the field, I've already said it. You know, I'm not totally concerned about the linebacking core. However, I do believe that is very top heavy. And if you take away Christian Harris, then you are definitely going to leave a major void for this organization to feel literally on, on one of the most important days of the season because everybody wants their season to get off to the best start. So by far, if they can overcome injuries, I think the Houston Texans have a chance to upset the Ravens. Yeah, and I know that in, in any sport, health is so key. If mm-hmm. anybody gets injured, it lowers not only your ceiling, but sometimes your floor. It's yeah. that it's that devastating two teams. It's not just football. It's really across all professional sports there. If I had to give what has to go right for the Ravens. I mean, I think you just have to play within their offense. I think for Lamar, him be, because it's going to be an adjustment. Like this is a new offensive system for any team, regardless of who you're playing, when you're playing early in the season, it's a couple week process to kind of get going and figure out, well, this is where this guy wants to go. And it's not only the system, but you're bringing in Odell, you're bringing in Zay Flowers, Nelson Aguilar. You, you have to kind of incorporate these new wide receivers. And part of it is that the Ravens did not play essentially any of their starters in the preseason. So mm-hmm. they had joint practices with the commanders. That essentially was the starters preseason because they got live reps <laughs> against some number ones. But I think it'll take some time to kind of adjust and not saying that Lamar had like Lamar has been there enough. Like he has the experience to say, well, he doesn't have to have the preseason live reps, but it might not be all like a hundred percent sunshine and rainbows. There might be a couple of things that go wrong where you just, all right, well, they haven't done that before. They have to learn from it. So just mm-hmm. playing within that. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I think they have just have to make CJ Stroud uncomfortable. I think in his first NFL start, there's going to be a lot of things going on for him. And, and if the Ravens let that, offensive line in Houston, which does not have many starters left. <laughs> if, if they let that offensive line essentially stuff their A-team, I don't know what to do about that because, Cody, in Baltimore over the past couple of seasons, the Ravens have really struggled generating pressure without blitzing. And mm. when you have to resort to – and they're fine, like they're a good blitzing team, but the point is that whenever you have to blitz, that leaves more one-on-one situations. The quarterback can time up routes and the short passing game becomes a factor. So I think if the Ravens want to have success, they have to be able to generate, like Adafi Owe has to win one-on-ones. Just Matabike has to be a, a force of nature in the middle of that line and then make the Texans one-dimensional and essentially force C.J. Stroud to go big time on. 
if you can shut down the Texans run game and essentially make it a throwing game with CJ Stroud, I'm not saying CJ Stroud can't throw or isn't good or any of that, but it takes away an element of the offense whenever you shut down either part of it. So that's always one of my keys, just trying to make any offense one dimensional. And for the Texans, to me, that's no exception, but Cody, Let's get into final score predictions. I know, again, this is a game where the Ravens are favored by a lot of people. Do you have the Texans pulling the upset, or do you think Baltimore wins it? Um, I think Baltimore wins it. Um, For final score prediction, um, I would say the Texans, they will not be an easy victory for any team this season Um, because one thing that I know from Coach D'Amico Ryans and from the players that I've that I've talked to, he has definitely brought in a new energy, and you can feel that energy. And I'm not one of the guys that have the Texans winning the AFC South or anything like that, but I do believe that every single week you're going to make sure that you that you don't take the Texans lightly because they will sneak up and get a couple wins. However, due to injuries, and not only that, and I forgot to mention this in terms of you know what needs to go right for the Texans, but not only are they dealing with a rookie quarterback, but you're also dealing with, with a rookie head coach and a first-time offensive coordinator. So it's a lot of first that's going on, and I think that's another hiccup that the Houston Texans might have to overcome. However, I do have the Ravens winning this game um, 27-17. That that's a solid prediction. I think for me, I agree with you. There's no, there's never an easy win in the NFL. It's well, just, if you paid well. <laughs> attention to the Texans the last two years, there was a couple easy wins for certain opponents, i.e., Buffalo Bills 40 to nothing. <laughs> Man, you still gotta prep though. You still gotta prep and do all that. But what my point is like if, if you don't, if you just come into the game and say, Oh yeah this is a win. Sometimes you lose. (laughs) Sometimes there's not a lot in there that you can do if you just come in and win. But I think that this is a Baltimore win as well. I'm going to go a little more lopsided than you. I'm going to say 34 to 20 Baltimore over Houston. That's just because I think, again, the Ravens defense is up for the challenge of stopping CJ Stroud. I think Lamar in this offense is going to start off with a bang and I think this is the perfect opportunity for the Ravens to get off to a fast start this season and AFC where I know there are so many playoff contenders and each game is going to count and each game is going to matter this game in week one if the Ravens falter and lose it it'll have major implications in week 18 if the Ravens are fighting for a playoff spot so I think they have to come out in this one and win I think they will could go left fast as I talked about. Could could be a forty to forty to nothing game. No, I don't, I don't expect that. Would would be kind of nice for the Ravens, but I'm expecting yeah, thirty four to twenty Ravens for me. Cody, I appreciate you doing this crossover with me again. Football's back. I'm excited. We finally have it back. It's, it's been too long since we've seen these guys on the field playing in regular season games. Yeah, I, I know. Look, the Texans, they're dealing with a couple things, but it just, Kevin, you just don't understand how good it feels just to cover just a normal team, just a normal team. No side circus, no, what was this quarterback doing off the field? No, what is this guy doing in front of? No, the whole entire offseason has been just normal football, and I have enjoyed it. Trust me. Yeah, and I'm, I know for the Ravens side of things with the Lamar Jackson situation, we went through this offseason. It's nice to not be talking about Lamar playing on that franchise tag. It's nice to have him in Baltimore for the next five seasons and no contract talk because that's essentially what every single day was. So I think relief for both of us, Cody, just in in different, different reasons why there's that. 
relief for us. But thank you for tuning in to both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Texans. We'll, of course, have our Friday shows coming out tomorrow, previewing more of the game and getting into more storylines for the Ravens and Texans, respectively. You can check out Cody over there on the Locked On Texans podcast, me over on Locked On Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you right back here tomorrow on both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Texans.